amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy, the wrestling classic, Justin here for the very last show of the TWC show, the very last episode of the TWC show of this year. Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Christmaka. If you get that, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, recording this episode a little bit early. It's Monday, but Raw has been taped, so I already know what's happening on Raw, so I'm going to talk about it like I already watched it, even though I haven't watched it yet, but I'll tell you how I feel about it. Uh, we'll talk about SmackDown, we'll talk about Orange Cassie, AEW, and a bunch of other things. I asked you guys to leave me some questions so I can answer them for all of you. Um, and we'll cap off this year to the TWC show. Cheers to the holidays, though. Cheers to all of you. Um, before we get started, I'm just going to go through all the promo stuff just so we can get out of the way. First things first, guys, if you haven't already, download the free app, FlickChat. It's a free app. It allows us to expand our community and talk about professional wrestling in specific categorized chat rooms. Um, it's totally free. There's no in-app purchases. There's no uh, catch here. There's no strings attached. It's just literally it's a free app for me to be able to communicate with you guys better. Because I know on Instagram, sometimes you guys comment and you guys are looking for my response. But there's so many comments all the time and sometimes I don't get to respond to everybody. Or you send me DMs and my DMs get flooded and I don't get to respond to you. What FlickChat off offers us is the opportunity to directly talk to me and talk to each other. Um, if you if we do a, raw, a conversation during Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, pay-per-views, um, you get to directly talk to me. And I can just talk to you guys as the shows are going on and we can go back and forth and take our Instagram community and put it in another app where we can discuss and have these uh, uh, conversations. And we can even talk about old school stuff. Like maybe I'll do special chats for like old school pay-per-views on the WWE Network that we can all watch together on a Friday night that I don't go out. I'll be like, hey, we're going to have a... Royal Rumble 1992 conversation, jump on Flick Chat, let's have this conversation. Or we're going to watch WrestleMania 22 again, and we're going to have a conversation about that. Jump on Flick Chat, I'm going to start the group, let's have that conversation. The other really cool thing about Flick Chat is that it allows you to um, keep up with the TWC show, the audio version, because the, the RSS feed's connected to it. So every time a new episode drops on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatnot, it also drops on Flick Chat. So I think it's a great great app to get on to get, jump on it before it blows up um there's other great groups on there as well but if you download flick chat the free app and then search the group twc show you'll be able to chat with me whenever you like man it's your way to have direct access to me and have conversations that m we might not be able to have on instagram on other social platforms because they're too saturated or they're just too busy and it's a cool way to connect with me so download flick chat 
And that's F L I C K chat c h a t flick chat and um it's a free app man literally there's nothing here that um is gonna charge you or there's no reason that you shouldn't feel like you can download it other than that i also want to give a huge shout out to vision pros if you wear contacts if you wear glasses or sunglasses whether they're prescribed or non-prescribed if you're in canada the usa go to visionpros.com if you're in the usa and go to visionpros.ca if you're in canada and use the promo code VP Classic, and you'll save yourself 25% on all your glasses and all your sunglasses, uh, prescribed or not. Um, the promo code is VP Classic. Make sure you go online on either visionpost.com or visionpost.ca and use the promo code VP Classic. Uh, I, what I would recommend is going to a store, trying on glasses or sunglasses, seeing what suit you and what you like, and then, then going on visionpost.com or .ca finding that exact same pair of glasses and ordering it online and saving yourself 25%. Trust me, I understand the struggle right now. It was just Christmas. We spent a lot of money buying gifts for a lot of other people. Um, our credit cards are probably getting racked and you want to save a little bit of money after Christmas getting stuff for yourself and that's where this 25% on Vision Pro on glasses and sunglasses will help you when you go to Vi go to Vision Pro's website on either visionpros.co.com and use my promo code VP Classic. Also, huge shout out to Maestro Classic. You guys know that we're repping Maestro each and every week on this show. They are the best in the beard game, man. And let me tell you a little bit more about Maestro Classic. Uh, Maestro Classic is undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and conditioned. It's sulfate-free beard wash to clean the beard without drying your skin, beard butter to condition it, and beard oil to help it shine. I use Maestro Classic all the time. As you can tell, I'm a little scruffy right now, but my beard feels great. It looks great. It shapes better. I use the I use the oil and I use the shampoo um, and the conditioner, the beard butter. All of it's great. They're, they're licensed barbers for the WWE. They do stuff with NASCAR. They do stuff with charities. They do stuff with the 76ers. That's how big they are. And you can find their products in Target. You can find their products online. However, if you go to maestrosclassic.com and you order it online, use the promo code TWC Maestro, and you will save yourself 25% on Maestro Classic products. Um, I would definitely do the thing. It's great stuff. Um, and like I said, I use it. The professional wrestlers use it. All the beards you see in the WWE, Triple H, uh, Braun Strowman, uh, The Fiend, everybody, Kofi Kingston, everybody is groomed by Maestro Classic, and that's how good they are. They, they, they got the track record. They also have amazing merchandise. It's comfortable stuff. I rock the Maestro Classic t-shirts all the time. I wore the tank top to bed, like, all the time. Um, you can also save money on that, too, by using the promo code TWC Maestro at maestrosclassic.com. And also, once again, like I said, if you're shopping, you can find them in Target in the United States and buy the products as well. Last but not least, huge shout out to Chalkland Official, rocking this new Hulkamania jacket from Chalkland Official, Python Power. It's a super sweet jacket, huge throwback. Red's my favorite color. Shout out to the Hulkster, shout out to Chalkland Official. They're always dropping heat. They've already promoted jackets that they're dropping next year, starting in January, whether it's the Roddy Roddy Piper jacket I'm super excited for, the Undertaker Purple Glove jacket. Um, Migs Media showed a drawing he did for the Chalkland jacket with Sasha Banks and Bailey. I'm hyped for that one as well. They got con they licensed with Nickelodeon, they're licensed with the WWE, they're licensed with a bunch of hip hop and um, stuff in that culture. I, I just got my Death Row Records jacket too that I'll probably rock next week that I'm really excited about. Chalkland Official doesn't only do jackets, they have shorts, they have shoes, they have t shirts, they have all sorts of type of merchandise. Check them out at Chalkland Official on Instagram and chalklandofficial.com or just search Chalkland Official on Google and you'll get to their website. I don't believe it's chalklandofficial.com, but. 
uh, Google them and you'll find it and use my promo code TWC15 and save yourself 15%. Once again, I know how rough the holiday seasons can be and you probably spent a lot of money. So you're going to want to save some money when you get that, you know, um, what, what do they call it when you buy something without thinking about it? Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting it right now. When you impulse, when you impulse shop at Chalkline, save yourself 15%. Uh, use the promo code TWC15. That is all I got to do for promos. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me while I went through all of that. Obviously, Cardillo Warriors up in Cardillo and Ice Shaker Cups, but um, love Cardillo weight belts. But it's a, it's a Christmas season, man. It's the last episode of the TWC show of the year. I want to do this by myself. Uh, Devin's actually out of town. He's in New York celebrating Christmas in New York, having a Home Alone 2 Christmas. And I figured... We'll just come on here. We'll talk about certain things I want to talk about. Um, and we'll call it a day. We'll call it a year. And we'll get back to the TWC show in 2000, or 2020. Um, first things first, I want to appreciate everybody that has already subscribed on YouTube, to the Wrestling Classic YouTube channel, um, who listened to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I really do appreciate it. I've, I've wanted to do something like this for years. When people ask me, like, with the wrestling classic, like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do with them? Like, I kind of just want to have, like, my own show. I want to be able to come on here. I talk about wrestling and uh, give my opinions and my thoughts and, you know, engage with my audience in that sense. Like, I read all you guys' comments. I know the things you guys want me to bring up and talk about and uh, the things you guys are negatively reacting to and the things you guys are positively reacting to. And I want to be able to, you know, have a show and talk about those things. Be the voice of the voiceless in a weird way. And this show has allowed me to do that. Obviously, I've done podcasts in the back. Uh, In the past, I mean, I've done my original The Wrestling Classic podcast where... I was able to interview the likes of the Singh Brothers and Scotty Mack and El Fantasmo um, and others back in the day. And I've also got to, uh, and I interviewed uh, Heath Slater as well. Then I've also done the Squared Circle DNA show that went on for two years. And that was a great show. We did a lot of fun stuff with that, me and Danny Bennett. Um, shout out to Danny. A lot of good episodes there. We, f- we focused on specific superstars and angles and pay-per-views and matches and I had a blast doing the Squared Circle DNA show. It led us to Ring of Honor in New York at Madison Square Garden, New Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor's super event in, in Madison Square Garden. We got, media, we got media pass for that because of the Squared Circle DNA show. But the biggest thing for me was being able to do a show that I could do in video. So I could literally see you guys and you guys could see me and we could have conversations and we could talk about wrestling. And Devin was a perfect co-host. You know, having a Neil the Wrestling fan, aka Intense, come on here. Having AJ come on here. Having Nick Diaz come in on here. Like having all the special co-hosts I got to have too. Like all of it's been fun and great. And this is something I've wanted to do the entire time. So I really do appreciate all of you guys who have supported the show, giving us ratings, giving me feedback, um, listen to it, share it. It on and it means the world to me. It honestly means the world to me. Um, and I'm gonna keep doing it going into 2020. Uh, things might change a little bit, maybe. But at the end of the day, I'm going to continue talking about wrestling. I'm going to continue responding to the comments and stuff I read online from you guys and being the voice of the voiceless. Other than that, it is the holiday season. So uh, we should probably get a little bit more in the holiday season. I'm, I'm rocking this Hulkamania jacket, but it is Christmas time. And because of that, I should probably take this off and do it Hulk style, brother, brother. Show my Christmas sweater of the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. Get in the Christmas spirit here. You know what I mean? I wear the Christmas spirit. Wearing an ugly, ugly Christmas sweater with the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh-huh. Dig it. It's Christmas time. Uh-huh. Worst Macho Man impression ever. But let's talk about some things you guys want to talk about. Let me talk about some things that stood out to me this week, past this past week on SmackDown. Um, first things first, how great is Daniel Bryan? 
that promo at the beginning of the show when he came out. New Daniel Bryan. He's clean shaven. He looks like 2012 Daniel Bryan. The Dragon Boy is back. Daniel Bryan can take any situation and make it work, and that's exactly what he did here. He, he, uh, he's gone back to an older look that he used to have back in the day, and, and he talked about it in a way that made, you ma- that made you make it seem like it was more than just a haircut. He made, you make it, he made it a part of the story. Like The old Daniel Bryan was a brand. You know, That was a brand that people got behind, and they cheered, and they did the yes movement. And that, that brand, Daniel Bryan, got all the opportunities. That brand, Daniel Bryan, got to main event WrestleMania. But this Daniel Bryan never did. This Daniel Bryan never re- main event WrestleMania. This Daniel Bryan had to scratch and claw for every opportunity he got. And now this Daniel Bryan's back. And he's going to get those opportunities that the brand Daniel Bryan had to to prove that he can do it. It's such a weird thing because it's just a haircut and he shaved his beard. But to be able to implement it in the story that way was amazing. And that's the one thing Daniel Bryan has done time and time again. I've said it since he got got out, came out of retirement. Like He is one of those guys that is fully comfortable with his character on the mic. He knows how Daniel Bryan speaks and talks and how to resonate with the fans. And now there's this extra layer to Daniel Bryan, which is the family man. And he just talks about his daughter. And he talks about how his daughter didn't recognize him because she also only knew the brand, Daniel Bryan, the beard and the hair. And, um, but that doesn't matter because he's going to change everybody's per- perception. Um, and I really, really dug it, man. I really dug it. I dug the Miz coming out and... Now, you know, even The Miz, just like Daniel Bryan, adding layers to his character as a family man, as a father. And the cool thing about that is that it's on that fine line of reality or, um, you know, life and story. Like, uh, you know, life imitating storylines and storylines imitating life because we, we know that these guys are family men. We, we know that they have children in real life. And now they're bringing it into the stories on screen. Like, the Miz is now, you know, the Miz and Daniel Bryan, they don't get along. They've never gotten along. It's, it's one of the best things about the two of them is like, you know, they'll never truly like each other. But now they have this common thing where they're both fathers and they both have families now. And that's something they can relate on. And that's what's bringing them together is that they're, they're both family men. And this Fiend character has been threatening their families in a weird way and threatening who they are. And I dig it. I dig it. Um, I, I, I like the idea that Bryan and Miz will never really be friends. But because of this common thing, they can come together and fight for a common cause, and I dig it. And it's it's cool that both of them get to add that layer of rea- realism to their characters. And you know, when they started working together and doing the yes kicks together in the main event, it's something I thought I don't think any of us ever thought we'd really see when they were in there with Baron Corbin and uh, Dolph Ziggler. But it was good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, and talking about bringing real life into storylines, another angle that really worked for me on SmackDown was Sasha Banks. And Lacey Evans, once again, Bailey does not feel relevant in this feud at all. It does not feel like a Bailey versus Lacey Evans feud, even though Bailey is the women's champion. The whole time Sasha Banks was outside the ring holding Bailey's belt, managing her while she fought Dana Brooke, all I kept thinking was, why isn't Sasha Banks the women's champion? Like, she deserves to be the women's champion. I want to see that. When is it going to happen? Because she feels more like the champion than Bailey does. Lacey Evans came out, challenged Sasha Banks to a match, ended up being a double countout, non-finish. Sasha Banks, one of the best things about heel Sasha Banks, some of my greatest memories of heel Sasha Banks, is her on NXT taunting um, that big Bailey fan. I forget her name. I think it's like Lily or Laylee or I don't know. But you guys all know who I'm talking about, the Bailey fan, the one that got popular for being a Bailey fan. Um, you remember back in the day when Sasha made her cry in the middle of the Iron Man match by taking a headband and stomping and all that type of stuff? Um, 
That's a Sasha Banks that we all loved and adored before she came to the main roster. And now we're seeing that Sasha Banks on TV. And it's so funny to see her taunting Lacey's daughter. And Lacey's daughter, I don't know what she's going to do in the future, but she played it perfectly. She was getting aggressive. She was throwing fists at Sasha. She was growling. And I loved every second of it. Sasha was taunting her. She was all in. Um, for a lot of people that don't know, I was listening to Busted Open Radio. And Mark Henry was talking, Mark Henry was talking about how... Uh, Lacey's daughter is actually homeschooled. And um, that means that a lot of the time, Lacey's daughter is with Lacey on the road and her mom teaches her while she's on the road because um, she's homeschooled. And uh, I also think maybe that's a part of why Lacey's daughter understands everything. She gets what's going on. She knows how to react. Um, she's around the wrestling world all the time. So she did a great job. I actually really, really enjoyed that as one of the highlights for me when it comes to SmackDown was that entire segment with uh, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, and Lacey Evans' daughter. Um, I'm looking forward to see Sasha versus Lacey, and absolutely not looking forward to anything Bailey's doing because it doesn't seem like Bailey is doing anything. Once again, that is, isn't really a knock on Bailey. That's just, I don't know what she's doing. Um, moving forward from that, though, another really cool thing, my other girl, Carmella, she had some pyro. She picked up a win. I don't know if that means anything, but it, I hope it does. I hope it does mean something. We have to move forward with Carmella maybe having a more prominent role. Maybe Carmella goes after Bailey while Sasha feuds Lacey, and then they do like a switch or something at some point. I don't know, but uh, I dig it. I'm with it. Um, we'll see what happens. Let me see if there's anything else on SmackDown that really stood out to me. I'm going to go on my Instagram and see the day of SmackDown, what I posted. When was SmackDown? Friday, Friday, Friday. Otis and Mandy Rose. I was down with that little angle. Otis is finally getting some love from Mandy Rose. We know that he's been infatuated with her for months now, and... Mandy Rose gave him a ham, and he was so close to, you know, making some moves on Mandy, but his sweatiness got all over Mandy Rose's dress, and we'll see where we go from here. I really hope they continue this. I hope they don't just end it here. It was fun for a Christmas episode, but I think the internet knows all about the Otis Mandy love, and uh, it'd just be fun to see. I don't know. I don't know where it'd end up going, but it's it's entertaining for fact, for, for sure. Um, I think that's it for SmackDown, the things that really stood out to me. Obviously, Sheamus is coming back. I'm looking forward to that. If you guys haven't, check out all of his old episodes of the Celtic Warrior Workouts. He trains with all of our favorite wrestlers from um, Seth Rollins to Edge to uh, Sasha Banks to Alexa Bliss to the Iconics to R-Truth to uh, John Cena. Um, he's trained with everybody uh, that you can almost think of, Aleister Black and Zelina. Uh, and he tries all their workouts with them to kind of, you know, see what other kind of workouts are out there and stuff. And it's a really good show. You guys should check it out. There's a whole bunch of uh, archived episodes on his YouTube channel called The Celtic Warrior Workouts, and you guys should definitely check it out. But yeah, Seamus is coming back. I'm looking forward to that. Um, other than that, what we know... Oh, let me talk about something else about the whole Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans thing, though. Uh, my boy, You Sold Out, posted a funny... Uh, I believe it was a uh, complaint on uh, Reddit, on the Squared Circle Reddit page. Um, someone was complaining about how Sasha was going after Lacey's daughter because they believed it. So this is someone that still believes in kayfabe. Um, and this was, the, this was what the lady said on this uh, Reddit feed. We all saw the heartbreaking and disgusting act by Sasha Banks. We already know she has no heart, so it was no surprise that she taunted Lacey Evans' daughter. There was no need to be up in the face of Lacey Evans' daughter. It didn't make her daughter cry, but she was sure angry and aggressive. Another example is Brock Lesnar beating up Dominic a while ago. Somehow this lady is comparing Sasha Banks taunting Lacey Evans' daughter to Brock Lesnar beating Dominic up as if these were real things that weren't like predetermined. And a part of me 
loves it because I just think it's hilarious that there are people out there that still believe that this is real and I'm, not in a negative way, like in a positive way because it makes me happy inside. Those people still believe that professional wrestling is real and that these things are real and really happening. Um, I hope these instances make superstars reconsider bringing their kids into WWE shows. There is no need for it. There, there are terrible, terrible people working in the WWE and Lesnar and Banks are two of them. <laughs> I don't know. I found that hilarious. That was a real post. That was someone being legitimately serious. Um, and we've seen a lot of stuff like this in the past. We've seen people start petitions to try to stop certain people from being around and stuff like that because they still believe it's real. And it's still real to me, damn it. I dig it. I dig it. I, I thought that was hilarious and I really want to share it. Um, Monday Night Raw. It's it's going on tonight. Um, I Pretty much things to look forward to when it comes to Monday Night Raw. Uh I think we're going to say Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy are going to be facing each other again next week in the final Raw of this year. I'm looking forward to that. Um, they had a hell of a match at TLC. It was probably my favorite. No, it was my favorite match of TLC. So I'm glad that they'll be wrestling each other again um, at the final Raw of the year. Uh, another highlight is Becky Lynch and uh, challenged Asuka again this week on Raw. And Asuka accepted. And then Asuka said she's going to become Asuka two belts. I dig it. Once again, I told you guys last week when I was with Devin that, you know, that for a while, Becky's been really off and on for me personally. But this feud with Asuka, I'm excited for it. The fact that Kyrie's hurt right now, this works. Asuka, you know, and everyone always brings it up all the time. Like, you know, Becky's beating everyone, but she didn't beat Asuka. Asuka beat her at the Royal Rumble. Asuka beat her at TLC. Becky hasn't beaten Asuka, so... Becky's promo last week was great. And I'm looking forward to see Becky versus Asuka. Uh, I, I think Becky needs the win, definitely. But I think it'll be a really good match. And uh, definitely it's smart for it to happen. The OC went over Randy Orton and the Viking Warriors. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that continue. It was also super dope that Chelsea Green's on Raw this week. Um, last week, they had uh, they had uh, Dion, Diana. I can't even say her name. She was on it last week. But this week, they have Chelsea Green. She's... A local from here. I've met her a bunch of times. She's super dope. She's been signed to the WWE for a couple of years now. It almost feels like I might be wrong, but I'm glad to see Chelsea Green on Raw. She fought Charlotte Flair. Um, looking forward to see her a lot more of her, man. Looking forward to see a lot more of her. Um, Rey Mysterio defeated Seth Rollins to retain the title when AOP interfered. But the big thing here is that AOP attacked Samoa Joe as the show went off the air, which means um, Samoa Joe. He's probably going to align himself with Kevin Owens and Rey Mysterio. And we're going to have those three up against AOP and Seth Rollins very soon because we know how much WWE loves six-man, eight-man, ten-man tag matches. But this is one I'm actually really looking forward to. Um, Joe has been cleared to wrestle. If you guys watched last week's show, I mentioned how he's been cleared to wrestle, but we don't know what he's going to do yet. This might be it. Joe's going to get involved with this whole Seth Rollins AOP thing, and I'm with it. I dig it. Um, That's crazy. It's crazy to see a babyface Kevin Owens and a babyface Samoa Joe against a heel Seth Rollins um, this time around. Because I think since uh, Joe and um, Owens have been on the main roster, Rollins has been a good guy. So to see the roles reversed here, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be some good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's it for what's going on on Raw. But. Uh, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Yeah. Let me see if you guys have any questions. Another thing I really want to touch on, actually, before we get going is uh, how about uh, how about uh, Orange Cassidy, man? How about Orange Cassidy? I just want to talk about Orange Cassidy because we're capping off the decade. And there's some other things I want to talk about. But Orange Cassidy is very bipolar person in in the wrestling world right now. People are very confused about how they feel about Orange Cassidy. I posted a clip about Orange Cassidy. It was a match on Dark, uh, and he was t- he was him and the best friends against uh, Pac and uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. I forget what their name is as a tag team. And he's very polarizing. That's a word that the W not bipolar polarizing. That's a word that WWE likes to use when someone's getting booed more than they're getting cheered when they're supposed to get cheered. But um, or John Cena, um, Orange Cassidy's very polarizing. A lot of people are saying stuff like, "Oh, this is the type of stuff that's killing the business." Oh, I hate this guy, this and that. But there's also a lot of people that love it and they see the humor behind it and they see why it's funny. Um, and I got to agree. Like, I see I see why it's funny. Like, I see the humor behind it. And I see that we're in a generation where, honestly, let's be honest, man, kayfabe's dead. Uh, I mean, I know I just read that whole thing about Sasha Banks and Brock Lesnar, so it's not dead for everybody. But kayfabe is dead. And I think it's okay to poke fun at the business in this way. Um and he's over as hell. Like he's one of the most over guys on the AEW roster. Literally in the clip that I posted, I, I, I by accidentally cut out the part where he puts his sunglasses back on and does his dive. But the pop he got when he put his sunglasses back on was ridiculous. The pop he got when he was tagged in was ridiculous. I know people are like, oh, he just puts his hands in his pockets. He does dives, like this and that. Like That's just who his character is. But I, I'm an Orange Cassidy fan. I get it. I get the humor behind it. But I also do understand why people think it's like, this gimmick that's killing the business or like it's silly or it's embarrassing, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I think orange Cassie's, you know, and, and I said about AEW all the time, it's a buffet. You get some good technical wrestling. You get some high flying wrestling. You get the flippy guys, you get the down and dirty wrestling, wrestling guys. And then you get people like orange Cassidy. And I think that's okay. Like he's one guy out of the whole roster. That's kind of goofy. And like the comedy thing, it's almost like, Santino in the WWE at some point like how we got so behind him with like the Cobra which is such a silly move but we believed it because of Santino Morella and we let it slide hell I think I remember was it a point that Santino Morella was like the last person in the Royal Rumble and we thought he won it and everyone was behind it or wasn't it Santino Morella who was like the last person in the ring with Daniel Bryan in an elimination chamber for the championship or a number one contendership or something and everybody bought it it's because there is room for comedy in professional wrestling. There is room for theatrics and over-exaggerated stuff. I do think that professional wrestling is the greatest form of art and athleticism, without doubt, without a doubt. But in all sorts of art, there's comedy. In music, there's, you know, parody songs. In movies, there's comedies. and everything, there's comedies. And in the art of wrestling, there's room for comedy, too. And I think Orange Cassidy is comedy, a comic relief figure in AEW. But he's, like a good one he's not like the librarians like that stuff sucks but orange cassidy does not suck i get it but i once again i do get why a lot of people hate it again it's not for everyone um santino morella wasn't for everyone but i dig it but look look at the people here the comments here he's the only thing i love about AEW. 
Um, he's my spirit animal. I love this dude. This guy is so cool. What a character. Great. And some of the comments were so funny. Like, oh, he's too aggressive. He needs to tone it down. Like, great entertainer needs to change his gimmick gimmick to compete in the big leagues. Um, Pac jobbing to Enzo is what someone kind of related it to because he was dropped Pac with a killer DDT. Sensational. He's over. I'm here for it. I'm a huge fan. Too violent for my taste. I don't even let my kids watch his matches. That's funny. You see, you will have to have fun with Orange Cassidy. That's why I don't think Orange Cassidy is the worst thing in the world. Um, the coolest wrestler ever in the world. A bunch of funny stuff, but that's what I just want to talk about Orange Cassidy. I just want to say that I, I, I get it. I understand why. I understand his place in professional wrestling and his purpose, and I think it's all good. And people just need to be a little chill with it. Don't take it too seriously. Don't take wrestling too seriously. It's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be a TV show to entertain us. And I think the problem with wrestling is that people take it way too seriously and they dig way too deep into it and then they start hating everything because you want to know everything and you want things to go your way and you want to know the backstage politics and who signed where and why people should be mad about this or why the storylines suck and this and that and then we end up hating wrestling and I think that sucks so don't take things so seriously. And I think that probably leads me to one of my first questions that you guys left on my post. Um, do you think wrestling will ever be as popular as it was in the 80s and 90s? Um, no. And I think that's... I think the problem is the internet and social media and all that kind of stuff because, like I was just talking about, we want to know way too much about wrestling. And when you know too much and you're behind the curtain then you, and you see how the magic is made, I don't think you can have the same appeal. And we also have access to things that we've seen in the past. Like the fact that you can go on the WWE Network and watch 80s and 90s wrestling kind of sucks because then when you watch your current stuff, you're like, oh, that stuff is so good. Why isn't today's stuff like that? And um, that's what I think is going to really stop wrestling from ever booming the way it did back then. And also the internet. We have way too much access of knowing things. There's dirt sheets. There's rumor stuff. And that really hurts wrestling. Uh, wrestling's potential to be as big as it was in the 80s and 90s. Um, so I don't think it'll ever be as popular, but I'm not going to rule it out. Maybe there'll be another boom. We had the opportunity to have another boom right now, but it's not happening because fans are picking sides between AEW and WWE instead of just enjoying all wrestling. And then also fans, just, including myself, just totally forgot about New Japan or NWA or MLW, and they're just talking about AEW and WWE all the time. There's all this great wrestling out there that, yeah, we definitely could have another wrestling boom. There's so many talented people out there, but I think us me included fans wanting to know so much about wrestling, being so analytical about it, breaking it down and critiquing it so hard that we're never satisfied. Like, how can it ever be that good if we're never satisfied? Wrestling fans are the hardest group of fans to satisfy, and I know that firsthand. I read you guys' comments and stuff all the time. Uh, will you be in Tampa in April? I will be in Tampa in April. I can't guarantee it, but my goal is always to be at every WrestleMania every year. And in the past four years, I missed one. I went to WrestleMania 32, I missed 33, and I was at 34 and 35. So I hope to be at 36. Rumor has it that 37 is going to be in Los Angeles, which I'm hyped for if it is because that's so close to home, and I'll definitely be at 37. Um, but yeah, I'll be at WrestleMania. Um, what other questions do we have here? Let's see, let's see. Uh, frequently, a lot of people ask me about the wrestling classic and the page itself and how to grow their pages and stuff like that. And I guess I'll just, you know, before we cap off this year, we'll talk about that a little bit. I started the Wrestling Classic in 2014 by accident. It was never something I intended to do. It was never in my life plan to start this page. But um, I did it 
by accident, I, I deactivated my personal Instagram page for personal reasons. My ex-girlfriend didn't want me to have Instagram. And uh, I remember sitting there watching the WWE Network, which I somehow got in Canada when it wasn't even out here yet. And uh, I was watching the Wrestling Classic, and I made a wrestling page called the Wrestling Classic. And I figured I'd post old-school wrestling stuff because when I looked on Instagram, a lot of the pages were like Bella Twin fan pages, Shield fan pages. And there was a couple of classic wrestling pages. I think Classic Wrestling was one of them. One underscore wrestler was one of them. Million Dollar Champion. But not a lot of people were posting old school wrestling. There's meme pages and stuff like that too. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to just, you know, because I've always wanted, I've always loved wrestling since I was a kid. And I think in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to do something with wrestling, whether it was, um, you know, I ruled out being a wrestler a long, long time ago because I broke way too many bones you know, backyard wrestling with my friends growing up. But uh, I, I remember always wanting to do something with wrestling. When I was in school for finance and marketing, like whatever I was doing, I'm in the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder if I could ever work for the WWE doing finance or work for the WWE doing something in marketing. But I never knew how to get there or be able to do anything um, with wrestling. I didn't know how to, like, how to even connect or network with these people. And when I started this page, I had no intention that it was going to be anything like that. And I just posted wrestling pictures, and it was 2014, guys. There was no videos. There was no stories. None of the stuff that's on Instagram now. No live streaming or any of that. It was literally just pictures. And with my background in marketing and stuff, I just kind of used some of the tricks of the trade of uh, hashtags and how to use Instagram effectively. And it grew, and it blew up. And next thing you know, wrestlers were following me, and wrestling fans are following me and then it became a goal of mine to bring wrestling fans together from all around the world to communicate and talk about professional wrestling didn't matter how old you were what age you were what gender you were where you're from um you know just to bring old fans in to talk about current wrestling and to bring young fans in to tune in to old school stuff and understand what we grew up watching and i feel like i successfully achieved that and as time went on we really really uh got to do a lot of cool things man and uh, I think the point being is that if you really are another wrestling page out there and you want to know how to grow your page or how to succeed, I would recommend looking at it as like do it do it as something that you you're doing for fun. Uh, don't ever forget to have fun. Don't talk about stuff you don't know. As you see, I don't always post about New Japan Pro Wrestling or NWA or Ring of Honor because I'm not watching it. If something happens or I tune in for a special event, like I'll talk about it. If it is like breaking news, like Jericho shows up in New Japan, I'll talk about it. But you won't see me talking about it week to week because I'm not going to talk about stuff I don't know. Also, engage with your followers. Talk to them. Get them a part of it. I've always made it a big deal of mine to like read your guys' comments, respond to them, doing a show like this so I could talk about the things you guys talk about on my page and um, hearing your guys' requests of things you want to see me post and doing whatever I can to be to build a wrestling community that I would love to have been in when I was a kid or growing up or even now. Like I remember being on eFeds when I was a kid or on forums talking about wrestling and you know, uh and you guys remember those MSN group eFeds those way back when you'd role play and pretend to be wrestling. Like I did all that stuff and I remember all of it and like going on wrestling uh going on obsessed for wrestling blogs and stuff, going on Reddit when it first started, Facebook chat rooms. I always wanted to find places to talk about wrestling and I'm glad that hopefully, hopefully five ten years from now a lot of you guys whether you're children or a teenager or grown adults uh will be like oh man i remember that wrestling classic page and going on there and seeing all these classic clips and it would make my day when you'd post stone cold uh, doing this or that and you remember the page and you remember the conversations and the connections and the friendships you got to make through the page because there's a lot of you that became friends just because 
you guys follow the wrestling classic. There's a lot of you that became friends of mine just because you followed the wrestling classic. And, uh, and I think that's the coolest thing. And I've been able to now in the past five years of running this page, I've been able to network and do things I've never imagined doing. Um, and people knowing who I am that I never imagined knowing who I am. Like the fact that Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart know who I am, like that's crazy to me. And I, and I, if anything, if anything, it's the end of the year, it's the end of 2019. And this is the time of the year that everyone makes New Year's resolutions. And I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions because I feel like if you want to change something about yourself or you want to become a better person, you can do that any day of the year. <laughs> I, it's just I think people like New Year's resolutions because they like to think of the beginning of the year as a new fresh start. And I get that. I get that. But I think you can have a fresh start any time of the year. But if you are going to make a New Year's resolution, and I, a lot of people don't remember them. I think every year I say I'm going to, be healthier and start working out more and i say the same things every year and by the end of the year they don't always turn out the way i actually plan them to be but if you are going to make new year's resolutions i got one for all of you do what you want to do and do it with passion and do it with having fun with doing it like don't do it don't think of it as work because when you're passionate about something it's not work and just do it just try because even if you fail, and trust me, I've failed many times. I've missed opportunities. I'll even give you guys a story. Um, 2015, 2016, Blade Hart reached out to me. And he's like, hey, man, we love your page. You know, my dad, we know we told my dad about it, a.k.a. Bret Hart. You know, all my brother, my brother and my siblings, we all follow your page, this and that. You know, we'd love for you to do a podcast with our dad, um, like a weekly podcast with our dad. Like, we'll call it something like, sharpshooter something they had this thing going on at the time called sharpshooter funding so they wanted to be able to promote that through the podcast with their dad and they wanted me to be the host of it and in that very moment this was only a year of the wrestling classic at this point i barely even showed my face or told you guys my name or who i was or anything and i was kind of nervous and i was like uh, uh uh you know what i'm just not ready for that yet. just give me a couple of weeks and we'll figure it out a couple of weeks turned into like a month and you know they probably just figured i wasn't ready to do it yet and next thing you know, Bret Hart started doing that podcast on WrestleZone with Nick Hossman. And that was an opportunity I missed because I felt like I wasn't ready yet. And, and that's an example of me missing an opportunity or failing. And my point is this. I only know that now because it happened. And it only happened because I made a wrestling page and started doing things and networking with people through a wrestling page on social media. So if you're going to make any New Year's resolutions other than trying to be fit or being a better person or I'm going to quit drinking, which are all good things, don't get me wrong. Maybe make a resolution to do you. Like Try something that you're scared to try. Step out of your comfort zone. And if you love wrestling, try to do something with wrestling. Try to take advantage of all the free things we get to have to grow and do. Like Whether it's Instagram or Twitter or YouTube, Like just take that leap of faith and believe in yourself and start that YouTube channel. Start that Instagram page. Have fun with it. Be passionate. Try things. Slide in DMs. Send out random emails, get the hell out of your comfort zone, and just do it. I encourage you guys to do it. I don't think I'm successful or famous or anything. I don't know. I, I, I still have so many things I want to achieve and do with the wrestling class, like, and just as a person personally. But at least, you know, I had a really good friend of mine that told me one time, she's like, can you just step back sometimes and, like, think about the things you've already done? Because a lot of the stuff you've already done is really cool, and then, and it's become something I do like at least once every month. If I get really depressed or sad or upset or low, which is something that's very common, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll like write down the things I know I've already done or the cool things that have happened to me in the past five years. Whether it's meeting wrestlers or being able to do Media Row or having the TWC show or being able to engage and having these followers I can talk about, talk wrestling about with 
all the time, 24-7, whenever I want. Um, I'm grateful for all of that. And those are all things that happen just because I stepped out of my comfort zone. I did things. Like I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, when I started this stuff, I never showed my face. I didn't tell you guys my name. I went on my personal page. I blocked all my friends and family. It was like the biggest secret. And then I went to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, and I saw people wearing wrestling classic shirts, and a dude told me that, yo, everybody inside WrestleCon over there was asking me if I was you, the wrestlers and fans. And I was like, damn, I need to be a person. Then I started doing a podcast, and now look at me. You see my ugly mug every week on the TWC show. <laughs> like, and that's only because I took that leap of faith. So I'm just saying do the thing. Um, have I hope you guys had a great, amazing 2019. Be a 2020. It can be a lot better if you guys just take that leap of faith, step out of your comfort zone. If you're going to make a New Year's resolution, I think it's a silly thing. But, you know, we do make them. It is a thing that humans do in societies, make New Year's resolutions. Make one to not only just better yourself, but to live your life to the fullest and do what you want to do. Because you only live once. I'm not going to say YOLO because I just did. But you only live once. And you might as well just take advantage of it. Trust me, man. The last thing you want to do is be in your deathbed and sit there being like, man, I didn't even try. Like, I live your life with the least amount of regrets. Trust me. And when bad shit happens, it happens. Trust me. There's a silver lining to every bad thing that happens to you. Because um, you got to fail, you got to fall, and you got to be put in some tough situations to become a smarter, wiser, stronger person and ready to kick some ass the next day. So do the thing. I hope you guys all have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, I appreciate all of you guys that support me. Um, if I have any advice for you, just do the thing, man. Don't care about followers. Don't care about numbers and likes or not growing fast enough. Like if you're passionate about it and you have a drive to do something in life, and it doesn't have to be wrestling related. If you want to be a singer, if you want to be an actress, if you want to model, if you want to be a YouTuber, if you want that job but you don't think you're qualified enough for it, if you want to go back to school but you think you're too old, Whatever you want to do, just do it. It's, if, if it's the hardest thing is being comfortable and then trying to get out of that. Just do it. It's easy to be like, that seems like it's too hard. I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go work this nine to five job and do this because I know at least I'll get paid and everything will work. Like, no, do the thing that's riskier because the reward is a lot worth a lot more when you when you risk it all. Like, you need to risk things because when you achieve things. Man, it feels good. Like, that's a high. I'd rather have that high more than drinking or doing drugs any day. It's going after something, really wanting to do it, and knowing that, hey, man, I'm going to end up broke, jobless, or homeless, but then achieving something, you're like, damn, that felt great. And that's a high you're going to want for 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I should wrap this up. I'm not going to talk about Dynamite. Um, I don't know if there's a show this week. NXT, I think they're airing matches they've taped earlier in the week. It's like Austin Theory versus uh, Roderick Strong as a match I heard was really, really good. So if you are going to tune in NXT, make sure you check out that match. Um, I appreciate everyone that subscribed to the TWC show live here from The Vibe. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube on the Wrestling Classic YouTube channel. Still subscribe to The Vibe YouTube channel. There will be more stuff coming there soon. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, uh, Google Play, and also Flick Chat, which I was talking about earlier. Be sure to subscribe to us there. And I really do appreciate you all. I don't say it often, but I love you all. You guys have made my life so much more fun. I just, I can't tell you what the wrestling classic, what it means to me is insane. Like for someone that grew up loving wrestling so much to have a, like a place wrestling for me, I used to say all the time back in the day, I think I still have, it. I'm going to read this thing that I wrote and I've posted millions of times. Okay. Cause it's the truth. And, uh, I haven't ever really said it out loud, but I've posted it a million times. Let me see if I can find it. Give me a couple seconds here. 
I can tell you. Um, let me see if I can find the one. No, that's not the one. And for those of you who have followed me for years, you guys know exactly what I'm about to pull up. Um, if I can find it. Okay, I'm going to read it. And I, I, sometimes I make grammar mistakes on my page, so I might mess up this. But let's see. I used to say, here it is, the, the big, long speech that I post many, many times. Professional wrestling is my escape. It's my sanctuary and my peace of mind. A day doesn't go by where the greatest form of art and athleticism does not, doesn't cross my mind. It's been amazing a lot of the times, but also hard to watch at times. Similar to life itself, it can't and won't always be perfect or go your way, but it doesn't bother me. It's the memories that it has left me with that has already made it a part of me. I grew up with wrestling. I grew up watching my heroes and these stories on the screen. I was fascinated by the over-the-top, larger-than-life characters and the everlasting battle between good and evil. If anything, wrestling stayed loyal to me, loyal to everything I've been through. It was wrestling that kept me sane, the only thing that was a constant in my life. It's a magical form of entertainment, more magical than any other sport, televised program, or feature film. Think about it. It's the only sport or entertainment form that when you hear the sound of a gong, a freaking gong, nothing else matters. And you forgot about reality, and you forget about reality. It's the only sport or form of entertainment that, when you're watching it, your imagination takes full control, and anything is possible. It allows you to forget the rules of reality, and you're lost in this world of wrestling. It's the only scripted or manufactured form of art that millions who admire wrestling can be as passionate and loyal as fans of competitive sports, reality TV shows, or series like Star Wars and stuff like that as well. It connects us with specific periods or stages of our lives. It's the melodramatic story that never ends. It's the greatest illusion of a mythical world within a normal universe. It's like being in Never Neverland. It connects you to your pure imagination. And that is what professional wrestling is to me. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to that and hit home. Yeah, that was a little cheesy and a little corny, but it's the truth. If wrestling's my escape, and the wrestling classic has been a huge part of my escape. On my good days, on my bad days, on my good moods, on my shitty moods, I always have you guys to talk wrestling with, and it's always been great. So cheers to all of you. Hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Hope you guys kick off 2020 strong. Uh, the beat goes on, man. Yeah, the beat goes on with the wrestling classic. Uh-huh. Because you never know. Right? And that's it, boys and girls. We'll see you all next week. The TWC, TWC show, first one of 2020. Devin will be back for that. Love you all. Keep loving wrestling. Keep doing the thing. And yeah, we out of here. See you later, 2019. You weren't a good one, but you're all right. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Brace the madness. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers